Hello and welcome to another episode of Corks Talks where I talk about anything and everything of interest to me, whether that be political, economic, social, technological, legal, environmental, you name it, I'll speak about it. And today's episode is another um instalment in my cultural series, I guess. But this is actually just gonna be um a country review because I feel like I've been bitten by the travel bug and I now want to go and venture to every country in the world. If I had the money, I would. But um, right now, you know, still saving, still trying to figure out this budgeting thing. But as of late, last month, I was in Ghana. Actually, this was the day in October that I returned from Ghana to the UK. And that was horrifyingly sad. I was like, I want to stay here forever. But it still feels like a simulation still feels like it didn't happen, still feels like a dream, I enjoyed it so much, I um, did so many things I didn't expect to do, it was mainly just supposed to be a family visit to my grandma, my great aunt, but that just expanded, um, and I was able to do quite a few activities, and I just wanted to, I guess, share them, because um, Ghana is obviously a special country, it's a country of my heritage, it reflects and represents who I am, from my name to my appearance, and everything but um it was also an important place for me to really come into my own um as somebody who was born and raised in Leytonstone I had never been in a space where I saw so many people that looked like me that acted like me or had similar mannerisms or whatever and would see me as one of them except for when I spoke or when my accent was um obvious because that's when they realize it's separation they think I'm rich but anyway um yeah so I stayed with my aunts I stayed with two aunts and my grandmother and it was nice I was in Accra when I first started I was in a place called Hacho which is where my aunt lives and uh, for the first few days, it was very much rest, like, didn't really go out much. And very lovely um, accommodation that we stayed in, because obviously it's my aunt's house and she has nice um, surroundings. It was quite a... Um, it wasn't a residential area, it was quite like a... I guess, like, it was a, it was in a, a bustling part of a crowd. So it was nice to, like, just be able to hop in an Uber and get, like, straight to the high street. And... Um, we managed to go to um, Mencia Palace, we went to Kamasi, and that was, like, really off the cuff, like, it wasn't supposed to happen, but it ended up happening, um, because my cousin was adamant, she was like, you can't go to Kamasi and not go to Mencia Palace, like, it makes no sense, so our flight was delayed from Kamasi to Accra, I think, by, like, an hour, or our check-in was, like, a bit later or something than we um, had anticipated, so she drove us to Mencia Palace, and it was really good that we got to go, because we got, like, this whistle-stop tour by this guy who made this really interesting assertion like we were near um so many statues obviously any anybody who knows the story of um the golden stool and um is it i have to remember to think the name of the um uh the building or the place there's this place oh comfort and not your teaching hospital which is called which is called cath for short so um we were around that area, it's like um, a roundabout, and then there's this image of the golden stool and the tomb four. So obviously, Kamasi is the home of the Ashanti. Like that's where the spirit lies. That's where the people lie. And the tour guide was telling us so many educational things about Ghana that um, that a lot of what I've already known or learned 
was consolidated but he said this thing and he was like he was talking about the fact that the british never saw the golden stool like they never touched it and like that's like this huge myth that's been parroted by the west like they got in contact with it and he was like it's never been seen it's never been um touched by the british and me and my cousin were looking at each other like what like we were under the presumption that it had been confiscated and that um uh um prayer or say was like exiled to seashells and it was like never to return and yeah it was like all of that stuff but it was interesting to figure out I guess that line between like what is fact and what is fiction because I've been thinking a lot about how like terminology um when it comes to black history or African history is um, articulated versus in the west you know phrases like cosmology mysticism um fables folk tales and it's like these are words that are so heavily associated with um black african history um sometimes even creeping into i would argue like um greek and um middle eastern uh eurasian um history you know they they present it as a type of mythology that this is not legitimate it's something that somebody made up ironically and um me and my cousin like having to barter our history and it's like who do we believe like the scholars and academics that probably i decided that this event happened that the golden school was confiscated and, and put that in the in the literature versus the man whose family is most likely descended from ashanti himself who told us that people stood in the square around where the cat hospital was and saw the golden stool fall from the sky right and i mean well if you can i don't want to get too techy but you know if you can believe jesus on the cross why can't we believe uh, and the resurrection why can't we believe that stool fell from the sky and and i don't even want to go into that i just found that really really um insightful and inviting and it made me want to like unpack more Ghanaian stories and just being out I could observe so many Ghanaians in there as they would say like natural habitat it's always nice to be where people are like reading about Ghanaians is one thing listening to Ghanaians is one thing but being in Ghana is a whole new kind of education like you learn a lot about people just from being around them and I got to see so many of my uncles my nieces my nephews my cousins it was so fun um we went to a crab polo club we went to Accra Mall, like I said, we went to Menshia Palace, we went to a botanical garden, um, it wasn't the East, uh, which one was it, there was this, it's not the big one, like, there's one that's really big and um, well-known, we didn't go there, um, we went to the Black Star International Square, um, we went, oh, I did a zip line at the botanical garden, I think it was, was it Lagon Botanical Garden, something like that, I can't remember what it was called, um, there's like a whole obstacle course that we ended up doing. Almost got lost in that garden. Um, we went to like a market. We didn't go in. There was another market. Like um, we were supposed to go to Macola Market. That didn't end up happening. We had so many nice food places. It just it was it was it was resplendent. It was really enjoyable. Like so much history I learned from my family. So many things to see and observe. And I was like, wow, like this is my heritage. It made me feel very proud. It made me want to be even more strongly Ghanaian. It made me want to work harder. You know, I saw a lot of homelessness. I saw a lot of destitution. I saw a lot of struggle and pain and, and suffering. And I, and I was, um, I was, I was worried that like, I had taken so many things for granted in life because 
what I observed there, that level of depravity, like without any social um, benefit system. Um, oh, I said depravity, I meant to say destitution. Without any social benefit system is like the most heartbreaking thing you could observe, right? When you're just in some car cruising around like a tourist and you've got people like begging for pennies it is crucial to know your heritage and not to see yourself as any type of superior but just to acknowledge the benefits you have and hopefully democratize those benefits as best as you can um i think so many people are invested in what they call like self-flagellation which is oh, i'm so privileged wow 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 why am i like this i'm so sad and it's not about like necessarily um constantly going over it and um lambasting yourself for what you're born into but definitely helping to build um, systems and structures that support those who are the least privileged and try and find ways to deconstruct um, these buildings of of supremacy and superiority, dismantle that kind of um, structure and institution just so that we can all kind of be on a level playing field, equitable, if, if you may say. But... How likely is that? I don't know, but we try, you know, I think that's one thing that I've learned. And I, for a while after I left Ghana, I felt like I was going like insane. I was like, how am I going to survive in this country? Like I've got like four days of annual leave left and my contract doesn't end until May. So I'm not getting a renewal till literally May. So I've got to hold off for the next five months and survive. So I'm like booking events every bloody week just so that I can have something to look forward to constantly. And to be honest, it helps the mental health, like really does. Um, I worry how much longer I can do it for. Is it something I'm going to do for the rest of my life? Will I have the money for it? With the state of the country, um, how will I afford it? I don't know, but we move every single day and God will provide. So that's the energy I'm going with. But yeah, Ghana wasn't... At, oh, it, was, it, was a tri- it was a trip, as they would say. Like, see, we were in Airport Hills because that's where my cousins live. We were in Hachol. Um, we tried to go to um, Osu Castle, but the guy was like, oh, come tomorrow, and then we couldn't come. So there were some things that I still have to go back and see. It was incredible. We rode horses around the Black Star Independence Square. That was incredible. That was, like, not expected. I did not think I would ride a horse in Ghana, but we did. And, wow, it was uh, incredible indeed. And um, <laughs> we just saw so many people. We nearly got scammed. We got, oh, it, was, it was really, really fun. We just had a blast. Um, we didn't go to the beach. We went to a party. We went to two parties. It was nice, like, just to be in Ghana, be warm. And, oh, I was tired a lot of the time. Exhausting. And the way we eat in Ghana is just a whole other level. Like, you would think, oh, in this heat, I'm not going to be able to eat anything. Boy, we were eating, like, well, I was eating, like, nobody's business. I had, like, kenke, all the stews. I had all the fish. I had all the rice, all the chicken. I was hungrier than I've ever been, which was lovely to have an appetite for once, you know? But learning the history of Ghana, oh, it's so essential. Seeing where my granddad lived and um, even the room that he passed away in, like, it was it was humbling and it's, it's worrying that, you know, these things will not get left behind. So I've promised my grandmother, my great aunt, when I come back, I'll do a proper formalised interview, get a proper camera and we will do this, like, properly because I have to document everything. Um, that's why I'm doing this podcast. That's why I'm out here going to events and that's why I'm trying to experience as much as possible and I feel like I'm trying to make up for the backlog of like four years of being like completely like downtrodden and then and, and low and depressed and oh I'm not gonna be able to do anything with my life and like I'm catching up to the point where I'm exhausted most days but I don't mind I don't mind this exhaustion because it's not an exhaustion of like 
I'm failing, which is what I felt before. I was like, I'm, I'm failing and I'm exhausted. It doesn't make sense. Now I feel like I'm succeeding. Like, this is actually supposed to be a review about Ghana, but like, I've, this is a life update. Like, I've I've um, been doing really bad work. I've been getting um, nominated for like, you know, uh, what they call like start of the month, which is like, you do a big up every week or so to like reflect on like the progress of the team. And I got one and I've been, I've been shooting out as many, um, um, what do you call it? I've been shooting out as many, as many things as I can shoot out. And when I say like things, I'm talking like requests to like join events or um, uh, clubs or classes or um, anything to get involved. Also like, telling friends I want to meet up with them which is something I never used to do but like our lives are too short why are we sitting around upset and worried when we could just really call someone and be like hey do you want to hang out worst case scenario it's no or I can't make it you know you try and then if it's not them it'll be an alternative but like we worry so much of like rejection but what's the point worst case scenario someone's gonna say nope we can't give you that job nope we can't give you that um role um or, or you can't there's, there's no space in this class or um whatever like that's not what we're gonna do we're gonna keep trying we're gonna try and get ourselves involved in as many things as possible and we're not gonna beat ourselves up when everything don't go our way you know we're just gonna move on and try again later and well that has basically been my plan for the rest of my life to really like get involved and indulge in that but um I'm not gonna lie I've been tired and 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 we've been trying to make it on our own I say we I don't know why I keep saying we I like the idea of being plural though and it's been hard you know um I've had to delete Twitter and in the past four days I swear on my life every time I delete Twitter I always feel 100 times better I don't know why I always go back I genuinely don't believe I'll go back though that it's taking such a concerted effort not to go back it was so um I was gonna use the word inimical but I don't think the word is inimical it was just so natural for me to like it, the word is not in the record. I just saw what the meaning of in the record is. It was just so natural for me to be like, okay, let me just like jump on Twitter and I'm bored or low. But I'm trying to find other ways to like direct my frustration, my boredom, my anger. And I'm finding it in taking walks and listening to audiobooks and writing my journal and podcasting and getting the shit done that I had on my fucking to-do list you know and not procrastinating and getting my hair done whatever like an activity that will actually help me feel better than just doom scrolling and it took a long fucking time but I feel like I was 12 years in I think I started Twitter at like 13 I plan to be 12 years out and by the time I'm 37 mark it on the wall Twitter will no longer be a thing so it won't even matter because I'm not interested in that platform as a whole anymore I just don't want to be addicted to it anymore I don't want to feel inclined to share what I'm thinking I don't want to share what I'm reading I just don't want to which probably sounds really selfish but whatever like I'm much more comfortable in my own head with my own thoughts in the safety of relationships where I know I can express myself and not have some random person attack me for an opinion that was um shared in an not an incorrect but perhaps inappropriate way and well um it's taken even four days feels like a lifetime it feels like a lifetime it's so weird how something can preoccupy so much of your time that you don't realize how much energy is spent on it but once you've got that energy back you know you reclaim your time you reclaim your energy I feel like I can conquer so much more I feel like there's more space in the day which means 
I'm more productive, but it just makes me worry for how much I've missed. But I think there was a huge social education on, on Twitter that I needed. It taught me a lot about the world without leaving my bedroom. It was um, narcissistic. It was cynical. It was depressing. It was worrying. It was um, nihilistic. It was all the negative things. But I feel like I needed those doses because I felt very much in the bubble, constricted for a long time, where everything that was happening around me was somehow the result of something I did or something that someone else did in when in reality as you see online when people talk about tragic accidents or um un- unpredictable events you realize there's so much in life that can't be controlled and I think I worried for a long time like oh my gosh if I don't put every single thing in the exact order as it's supposed to be, then, well, everything's going to fall apart and it's all going to be my fault or someone else's fault and it's just not reality. And um, I think Twitter taught me to let go. I couldn't control what was on my feed. I couldn't control what was around me. The things I saw were really shifting my mindset in terms of my goals, my beliefs, my dreams, my fears. I couldn't unpack what was mine and what was someone else's. And these things suffuse, you know, and you... Who are you without the internet? Who are you without the audience? Who are you without Twitter or Instagram or TikTok? And I'm still figuring that out. I wonder what it is for the rest of the generation. I wonder who I'd be if I'd never gone on it. I think there would have been a real naivety, but I worry that I would have become that cookie-cutter graduate student who did well for themselves and thought it was all their own doing and not because of the circumstances around them, um, which set them up for goodness or greatness you know we undermine we underestimate our privilege we undermine it I think I would have definitely not acknowledged any type of privilege I had if not for Twitter I wouldn't have realized how many people have it like really badly and how many people have it like really good like the class divide is incredibly large and being at work I see it even but like I worry that I would have learned it a bit too late maybe even changed so much to adapt to people who I was not like for the sake of validation or approval because this is the right way you know Whereas now I have that perspective, I have that insight, I've learned from other people's mistakes, wisdom, I no longer worry about, oh my god, um, am I doing this right, or I'm like, I'm allowed to make mistakes, um, nothing is fatal unless it's literally fatal, I'm, I'm training at these things, I'm not afraid as I was, um, I worry less because I'm able to communicate and share these things in an appropriate manner, I hope, at least. And, um, yeah, well, like, we're getting there. Every step of the day, we are getting there. And uh, it is still taking a long time, but I'm I'm not as worried. And I think that was important because the worry is a real waste of energy. You expend so much saying to yourself, what, what if I want, what if I could do, how can I, and it's like, just maybe think about what you want to do plan it and then just execute and try not to think about um how it will go wrong or what someone's gonna say or how these things work you know and instagram is still a very useful app for me because obviously i get to scroll it quickly i'm not really a visual imagery person so i'm not ever addicted to the app like i'm on instagram for like max 15 minutes a day which is great whereas twitter you could be on it for like three or four hours like right now i'm sat i'm sat down in my bed and i'm like accepting my solitude or my loneliness and not like fretting about it like oh my god blah 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 but when you're online on Twitter you become like stupidly aware of how alone you are and there's a lot of shame 
there's a lot of worry and concern and I just would not encourage it like it's just not something that makes you feel good or healthy and while I'm compartmentalizing and I'm saying what can I change um and if I can't change it what can I change about myself to change my mind towards it it's a lot of things it's a lot of things but we are moving and I think the lists are helping I I still feel like I need to get more um efficient with my completion of tasks and more clarity as to what I'm willing to do where I'm willing to go how I'm willing to be it's not it's not easy like I'm bloody struggling with days. like I'm like how am I gonna do this like I don't know but I've got a whole bunch of shelves of books um in my front room so there's no excuse not to go through them um and well I have time so I need to make that I'll start using audible which is great but just literally going through these to-do lists and saying okay so how am I gonna get this done how am I gonna get this done how am I gonna it's important. It's like, it's imperative. You think, ah, oh, I could do it. Like, you can't do it later. You have to do it now. So. I am. I am well. I'm well. I'm really doing well. I had a great time just figuring things out. In the grace of, like, the God I serve. Also, like, the family and friends I've chosen. I don't feel judged or the need to like express things that I haven't yet figured out which I think a lot of people do but it's like I'm having this trouble help me fix me and I don't have that urge I've never really had that urge I've I've figured out when it's okay to present an issue to somebody and not and not ever have to worry about you know um putting too much on somebody else you know what I mean because I've found a way to figure out 90% of the shit I'm dealing with you know like there's a few things I'm like, oh my god, like I don't actually know how I'm gonna deal with this. But those things actually tend to sort themselves out. Um, which is great because nobody wants to be the person that has to fix everybody and everything. So yeah, um we are moving. I think to tomorrow, today, tomorrow, and I don't know about Sunday, but these are just admin days for me to like really catch up with life and get on with things. Um I still have plenty more um episodes to record i'll probably do that tomorrow just because i mean yeah i i go to so many things i think in the last three and a half weeks because i think the last time i did an episode that i recorded because i tend to schedule these episodes for the future to be fair um i've probably been to no joke 10 events in the past three and a half weeks which is incredible because that's like what three and a half weeks is about 25 days I could have been to about 10 events like 10 different activities which is great like I feel so full of energy and full of information but I often forget or don't give myself the discipline to actually record these episodes and say hey like this is what I've done this is what I've done like and that's really really bad so we are going to get more discipline with these events so that we're not falling behind we're going to continue expressing ourselves you're going to enjoy the social education of being with people I think that's a major thing building relationships with people was something that I took for granted I forget the fact that we as people learn a lot from one another and I thought for a long time that was all redundant and unnecessary and I didn't need to like engage in that and now I'm like oh no like it's great education to know 
who people are, how they're doing, what they're interested in, where um where they see their life in X Y Z, because it better informs your own whether that be I really want to be like that or I don't want to be like that at all. It just gives you a bit more clarity and definition, which I'm trying to do. Like, and it's taking a while. I am not there, not even nearly. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm growing and I'm developing and I'm adapting, but definitely using the time I have better wisely and I I'm really excited for like what I'll do and how I'll achieve things in a couple of years because I feel like the clarity I've had over the past couple of days and the and the um the the job wins I've been getting and the and the just just being good to myself and trying to be good to people around me has definitely um reinvigorated a, a lust a lust or an appetite for life so I hope that continues long may it continue even though Ghana lost yesterday to Portugal didn't really bother me I mean it, it hurt me the moment but then I was like I got ice skiing that's something I has to do after that so I don't really have time to dwell and that's what I like I don't have time to dwell on this shit like just do shit and I just enjoy it and I'm just like yeah what next what next and there's always something next being in London is like the best blessing in the world because you have so much access to so much joy just book something and then go and things are like open till god knows what time it's only public transport that's like hard to access after a certain time but most things are like really for the night owls or the early morning well, not not certain things because i was in central london at like 8 a.m no it's central london at like 10 a.m the other week because i was getting like a laser appointment and i found out that i couldn't do the laser appointment because i'd gone on holiday and they have to like wait a certain period of time and I couldn't find a single food shop that was open and I was in central London I'm like Fenchurch Street like near Bank I was like what the fuck's going on but other than that London is great like most times the food's fucking overpriced I had Leon for the first time today delicious chicken aoki rice box oh to die for like this kind of stuff like you actually don't need to go out with your mates and go to like a full bloody um three course meal with like um a wait time and uh, and probably burnt chicken but you could just go to like a quick expensive but like not so what's the word when something is pricey obviously spenny nowadays but like not so um premium that it's like taking 20 or 30 quid out of you you can get a rice box from leon for like 10 quid with obviously chips and a drink and it tastes really good very satisfying like you don't have to eat again for a few hours and it's much cheaper than you like sitting around waiting a lot of time and eating a really large meal that takes ages like to like digest so yeah i don't want to talk too much i am enjoying um the freedom i'm enjoying the lack of stress i'm enjoying the life that i've got but well i'm still looking to forward to doing more and I still have to find a lot more energy I'm giving myself grace like yesterday I was literally ice skating for 45 minutes straight and it is a much much more um, exhausting activity than you think and um I take that as a workout and obviously I have to go to work today so I didn't get a break but now hopefully I can rest I'll probably wake up quite early tomorrow and then I'll just try and power through this to-do list. Because I think the more I do, the quicker I do it, I'll feel better. I just want to get more shit done and not have to have so many things on my to-do list anymore. Because it's just getting longer and, I'm, like, nothing's getting done. And I don't really have an excuse. Like, 
this shit is on me because it's not my force for me to keep going to events when I haven't done like basic stuff for myself. So yeah, it's Black Friday today. I'm supposed to bloody measure my bed because I'm supposed to buy a new one. But I probably can do that tomorrow because the sale price isn't really going to change. I imagine they pretend like it will, but it won't. But then again, i got to pay for it to get built. Like, there's so much shit to do. But after, like, this month and obviously next month getting paid, I will have a lot of things off my plate. Like, major expenses hopefully will be, like, finished, which will be great. So 2023 will hopefully be a nice clean blank slate and welcome um so yeah we will move forward from there but until then thank you for listening um i hope i can fulfill everything on my bucket list god willing to be honest at the beginning of this year i didn't think i'd even finish one thing and i managed to get like most of them i think i've got like five or six left but the more I do, the hungrier I am to complete it, like, no excuses. And to be honest, it's all very attainable, so I should be able to do it, and uh, we hope to have an update soon. But in the meantime, next episodes will literally be scheduled for the future, so they will go to 2023, but there will all be events that I've done in 2022, unless I say differently, and it will literally be cultural and social reviews. And, yeah, I guess that's it. Um... We will come back with a life update, hopefully in 2023, when I'm saying Happy New Year. Um, yeah, so anyway, thank you for listening to this lovely long episode. Um, I hope you enjoy and looking forward to recording the next one in the near future. Bye and take care. Goodbye and take care.